Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. I was born down in the handle. I was brought up by the strap. When the devil starts to show up in your dreams, then it's hard to get your dreams back. Hey. Uh, what's going on, guys? How, how, how's everybody doing? It's pretty hot outside. Oh, it's way too cold outside. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it's it's one or both of those things. I I have not had the opportunity to go outside because I am now like sick for what I think is the seventh day in a row, which is just I oh. realize this. Is, I'm not like very sick. Um, I got the the that that virus you've heard about, um, mm. but it's just very annoying because my body's like, yep, still sick today. It's been a week, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever been that sick for that long before. Which I know is fortunate because a lot of people get sick that long all the time. Yeah. yeah. So you're probably going easy on your body with what you're eating well, when you're sick. I, I that... am, and it's kind of like I've realized the the one nice thing about a hangover for instance is especially if you're a person that that is you know kind of feels nauseous when that happens or anytime you feel nauseous is there comes a point where you are very hungry and you want something maybe over the top you overdo it you jump back in and and maybe that's that's making myself a tiki drink but i think maybe when i come to the end of this when i'm not feeling congested anymore i might want to go you know, I, I know there's like a Burger King near me and there are definitely some some more regional uh, Zaxby's um, is very good. Um, there are some Arby's nearby, but I may just want to like totally, totally test my body again in a different way. Now, you said Burger King just real, real quick. Uh, blink twice if you are not actually sick but are being held hostage by a maniac who loves Burger King. <laughs> Kevin really likes Burger King. It's the first Kevin, place I went. First place I went when I got my license. Same, same, uh, same, same deal applies to you. Blink if you are being. <laughs> if if I've if if I've been to a Burger King once in the last twenty years, um, I'd be surprised. It's just it's never it's never been close or convenient. Even though I get mm. all the coupons, but you know they do have things like chicken fries, and you see a commercial for chicken fries, and you go. Huh, I'd like to try yeah. quote unquote chicken in fry form. I mean that's that's interesting and yeah, appealing. But then you, you do? then you also see commercials for like oval shaped hamburgers and Halloween hamburgers with black p- buns. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you know, uh, less less this turn into just uh, us making fun of Burger King while Kevin gets steadily angrier and angrier with us. <laughs> I I would I would hone in on on that uh, on that Halloween burger because it was one of I, I don't know it was just the you know one of the latest salvos in in a thing that I I find really frustrating. Uh, the fast food industry in particular has just been like totally taken over by stunt food and I I can't stand it. I, 
and I think that there's probably a better term for it and to to really make clear the direction I think this all comes from and goes in is it's meme food. It's meme food. It's 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 oh, did you, you know, oh, have you have you tried the the Doritos Locos Taco, which is something we were discussing about before. I've had one, yeah. I enjoy it, you know. It, it to say nothing of the quality, the point is to be part of the discussion, to join the community and mm-hmm. and provide your own content, your own take about this item. It's to be discussed, not enjoyed or or even consumed. I mean, other than consumption of the takes on Twitter. It's edible stonks. Uh, edible stonks. <laughs> yeah. Um, those can't inflate. Those those can just, you know. Oh, no. You... That's not true at all. They definitely inflate your gastrointestinal system. Yeah. Touche. It's very bad. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't what, know. So what, when you said that they frustrate you, what, what do you mean by it? Why are you frustrated? Well, I... I see sort of two parallel tracks. There is the um, there is the seasonal offering from the evergreen vendor, such as the black bun Halloween <clears throat> burger, and then there's just like there's the stuff that is like a dare. It's like a gross dare. Um, yeah, you know we're a- all we're all familiar with man versus food and like all the the sort of challenges that restaurants have like i've i've watched several people uh attempt the the challenge at the hot diggity diner in myrtle beach south carolina in various years between 2011 and 2014 who knows why but like you know those are local those are like local things that don't you know, unless they make it onto something like Man versus Food, they don't have national ad campaigns behind them. Yeah, and I think it, we we should be clear to note, uh, as far as I understand it, is you know the seasonal beverages that that Starbucks has, um, for instance, or you know something that's seasonal and, and we can expect every year. That's not what we're talking about. Like, Correct. We, we know you're going to do that stuff. That's and that's fine. It can even be even be charming. The the seasonal Sprite that exists. I think this is more like fast food chains and being that it's like when starbucks does for a limited time only you can get the unicorn uh frappuccino or or whatever it is i think that 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 was a thing it's like it's it is just you know just like how a lot of social media works it's it's about you collecting that experience more than anything else there should be at most two versions of sprite and I'm not even sure is Diet this, Sprite should exist. It definitely should not. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Um, is this not the natural progression of of fast food in America, though? Like, the reason why Americans love fast food so much is all marketing. And if anything, marketing has become a shorter and shorter time span thing. I mean, we're, you're, we're fighting to get, we being corporations are, you know, fighting for your attention at the you know 15 seconds on one of your four screens at a time so if they can get that two two months in the sun of the popeye's chicken sandwich or the taco bell pizza like shouldn't we appreciate that isn't that what makes us love 
fast food uh, we being a society one, no or maybe we no, do and you we don't absolutely shouldn't appreciate that uh it, if you're if you're essentially asking me do i have a problem with american society yeah i got several you got a minute I, i'm just saying it's it's never been the food it's always been the marketing so yes I, for the marketing to follow current marketing trends which is <laughs> hey let's go hot on twitter by by ragging on our competitors by with an unpaid, you know, 18-year-old summer intern. Like, that again, feels pretty normal that that summer intern is now creating menu items like the KFC Double Down. Again, I'll say, are you asking me if I have problems with marketing trends and the way that social media has uh, taken over all of our lives? Yeah, I do. I, I, I have so many of them. So many I guess many I'm asking problems. you for surprised. <laughs> I, I, I want to say that I had my first yeah, KFC Double Down um, because I think I've had you've had one. Yeah, I've, you have I've, it. I've had, I've had two in my no, life. No, I and haven't. I think, and I believe Kevin was there, and it predates like when you know people on our hall had Twitter. So like, it it is maybe from a simpler time of just really deranged marketing of people who who weren't on the internet so hard. Um, well, but, you still saw a hundred TV commercials for it during sporting events. Yes, yes, and and it got to the audience it wanted, which was basically males between the ages of 18 and 49 or whatever and i and i will say that that before i think this this fad or whatever came about we were probably the degenerates it targeted if i recall we created our own stunt food by having pierce attempt to eat five mcdoubles in one sitting i was given four i was given four and succeeded Yeah, I was giving okay. either way. We we didn't have we were like, oh, if, if only they had the uh, the quadruple X thick burger, but they don't. So we're going to make our own. <laughs> and and I, that's a really good point, Max, which is like that used to be the that used to be the stunt. You know, um, places would just sell like, you know, a Big Mac. I mean, think about that. That That is marketing a Big Mac. It's like, well, this is a ridiculously large burger. Who would eat that? A double quarter pounder. Who would eat that? You know, all these things that's like stacking the patties. But then that wasn't enough. It's like it being normalized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then you have stuff and something that seems very mild, ironically, is, um, you know, some years ago, uh, Popeye's did the ghost pepper wings, which I had mm. and were really good. Those are delicious. Yeah, they, they, they were good. Very good. But it was it, it was a stunt food because it's like, oh, try this really spicy thing. See if you're, you know, a, a masculine man or, or whatever. I mean, that's that's what it's it is. It's a good point. And part of why they were so good is that they didn't actually deliver on the challenge. They weren't mm-hmm. really ghost pepper. They were just kind of spicy. They had some kind. I will say that I think they were the spiciest fast food item i've ever had which made me give them props but to your point yeah they were they were nowhere touching yeah. spicy they were you know central oregon spicy if you will <laughs> we, we, we can call boston, it massachusetts spicy if you will boston massachusetts flatlining uh maybe uh isn't but, that just adding a second onion well it's 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 Ooh. the it's the um brad stevens huevos rancheros which is just a lot of ketchup <laughs> on on his Aww. potatoes <laughs> that he made for his wife oh he's allegedly a coaching target for the utah jazz it would be perfect for him in so many ways but yeah i I don't know i i think i think my my problem is is what happened like it is the compounding of all this it's when you know when, when like a a wendy's double is now like the thing you get if you're a wimp 
now mm-hmm. you're you know you you've got all of the these baconator. different voices telling you yeah no, and not even just like a baconator like probably a, a double baconator or some some insane shit like that i actually think in a lot of ways mcdonald's is the best about this like they don't yeah. seem to have fallen yeah. prey well, to it nearly as much because they've focused on becoming a coffee shop yeah well i think with with mcdonald's really they they had the original stunt food but it wasn't made by right. them it was all the everyone who went there and got a mcgangbang which is where they would just mm-hmm. order items that and make their the own first thing or... we bleep on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean um, like they just got the normal items and they made the stunt food themselves and mcdonald's didn't continue with it but maybe other places but but again there's that. there is there is a meaningful distinction between like you know a human the human ingenuity of your customers <laughs> repurposing your product and uh you engineering something new and mm-hmm. creating the demand for this this is all like you know our arby's has a, a sandwich called I kid you not, the Five Meat Mountain. And what <laughs> no, is don't. that? Not only, yes, they do, because I watched a coworker get it on a work car trip in 2018 or 19. Yeah, it was horrifying. Um, but, like, the, the closest analog <laughs> I can come up with for that is, that, like, you know, that's that's not something that came out of you know, one of us rolling into Arby's and getting five different sandwiches with different meats and then stacking them all up. That was Mm -hmm. the goons at Arby's R&D inventing an iPad that's actually just like an 84-inch TV. Yeah. I mean, this is... Here, carry this. Carry this around. It's the 30 Rock episode where they're supposed to redesign a, a microwave to make it better. And then they design the Pontiac Aztec. Yes. Um, and I mean, that's that's what we're doing. But all right. Here here is here is one thing I will float out there um, is that. So for, for all these years, the, the government um, has has told uh, tobacco manufacturers, you are bad. Stop advertising acting like you're not bad we're putting warning labels and everything because you do haven't listened we said stop marketing it as if it's good especially to children what is happening with these stunt foods in a kind of backwards way is all the fast food places are like yeah we're bad for you but if you're gonna do it like really do it and so there is something it's it's bad but i kind of appreciate the radical honesty in being like you know, why not have the biggest taco you can imagine on top of a pizza, then wrapped and fried, basically? That's an interesting take on it, because I don't I don't think of it that way. I don't really think of it as as radical honesty. I think of it as just they're all lucky strike saying it's toasted. Yeah, <clears throat> that, that their yeah. their stuff well, is cancer. Ours is toasted. Well, yeah, one the time their conversation is stale. Yeah, well, Taco Bell also has like this thing where they try to say like, "Oh, this this is shaped differently, so you should come try it out because it's a different product than our other products." Like, we folded the tortilla into a triangle, uh, or we wrapped, 
we wrap the tortilla around the the hard shells. So like it's it's Taco Bell selling all the same things except they're just like packaging it differently. It, it's <laughs> a good point. Thing. At least sixty percent of Taco Bell's menu is actually just different packaging of the burrito supreme. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for them to to like I, I don't know if they do really sausage in in link form, but they really just need to do that and and dip it in a churro, the churro mix, and do like whatever you would call oh, what is essentially shit. a corn dog. Yeah, yeah, like the uh like the pancake on a stick deal. deal? Yeah, pancake. Yeah, yeah, pancake on a stick, but make it for for breakfast and give it some some Taco Bell flair. I don't <clears throat> know what take, you call it. Take all my money. Yeah. So, so Sean, I'm curious, you're talking about like stunt food in the sense of like, I dare you to eat this. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. that McDonald's doesn't really do this. But when we think about it as a marketing tactic, it feels like recently McDonald's has done something else that's popular with marketing, which is using essentially people as brands, right? With, with TikTok and social media. Now you have like the, I don't even know, like I saw KFC ad for like some curly haired white doofus rapper <laughs> sandwich and it's like try my sandwich I and, thought I, you and were apparently from, that like from Boston, Max. people that like that person mcdonald's oh, has like the cardi b oh, meal yes, i think yes, Pop- yes. Or popeyes has the megan the stallion meal so they're like mm-hmm. it's not the same as stunt food but i'm curious if you feel the same way about it which is basically them saying like ooh, like try this uh you know try this meal i guess mcdonald's almost just does it as like hey this person orders these three things so we put them together in a combo where i think I think Popeyes and and Taco Bell or um, KFC are actually introducing new items, but I mean those are all the the thing that's different about those is those are all like decidedly regular McDonald's meals. Okay. I, I'm like I'm not I'm not swayed by celebrity advertising. But your issue isn't with like the try this new thing. It's the it's the the nature of you know we bet you can't eat this <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah it's but, you're but all, it is like you're already fast food you don't we we know we know what you're about son but it's like hardy's it, has always been that way right ex- well well that's it's funny you say that hardy's was absolutely like the original the progenitor of all this this not like you know hardy's whole ad campaign in like 2004 was paris hilton yeah in a bathing suit on the hood of a soapy car eating more food than she ate in any typical month at that <laughs> mm-hmm. time. Um, it, it, Jack in the box also goes pretty far back. Those might all be the same company actually, but I, I, I thought that they were different. I, I will, I will let Jack in the box off the hook for, for one reason. It's hard to be, a burger place that also has breakfast and also has tacos and also does all the it's it's trying to market five different restaurants in one uh, they 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 ought ought to be forgiven for for missing the mark a little uh, bit wait, I, where's jack in the box uh west coast i think yeah. yeah um i will say the one place that doesn't do this at oh, all they have egg rolls too <laughs> the one place that really doesn't do this at all and mcdonald's isn't really but what would you call the the mcrib is back other than like like why would you eat that why would you oh, the, ri- yeah what, the mcrib is there is their black bun halloween uh, burger but the, uh, I, i'd kind of throw that in the same category as like the pumpkin spice latte starbucks thing it's yeah, a, because they it's a they forced it uh yeah it's like a forced shortage yeah. or whatever. um mcrib season but, but everyone the, loves mcrib season the one place that doesn't i don't think does 
do it at all and their marketing campaign is actually <clears throat> please just don't come here because the lines are absurd is in and out like that that having having been to one in california and not a very touristy area it is still packed all the time with people just you know living on this uh, it's kind of a false nostalgia of like this is how fast food should be but like even even when you do that like the the conversation around in and out is like oh this is this place is the best and there's a secret menu so like then it brings in a whole other bit of of like stunt food like you do the stunt by knowing the secret password at five guys there is a one patty hamburger option and there is a two patty hamburger option the hamburger is the two patty option and the other one is the little hamburger. No, assholes. You have a hamburger and a big hamburger. Um, the, the, I'm, I'm not going to besmirch uh, uh, Five Guys as, as a place that started out as a very little place in, in Alexandria, Virginia, and now is all over the globe. Um, but I find, I find that very cute. And the thing is, is there's no three patty option and there's no, to the best of my knowledge, maybe in, in some markets, but there's no fried chicken option. And there's no option where there are two, two burger patties with a fried chicken in between them. And that is it. They could do that, but they don't because even in this gross capitalist world, they have some degree of, I don't know, just, just understanding that there is a level too far. Or if you want to be a real sicko and and you know live live the kind of fast food life you want to live your fast food life by the same rules that elon musk wants twitter to be governed by go to a little place called steak and shake where you can order an x by y where x is the number of patties and y is the number of slices of cheese Will they sell you a seven by seven? You're goddamn right they will, because this is America, baby. Oh, yeah. I wonder how they adjust that for inflation, because that's got to be. I mean, that that's going to get expensive real quick. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, or you just start serving horse meat. Start. Yeah, that's what they've been doing for years. I thought you were cultured people and traveled to France. Come on. Classic Taco um, Bell. No, it was Paris, Texas. Oh, yeah, that's that's fair. I, but I don't know. I don't. I'm. You know, to come back to your original point, I'm not that. I'm not that bothered by this phenomenon because, you know, if, there are a lot of people out there that eat fast food because it is the only option, and that is that is very very sad. And um, you know, that is something that I don't really eat a lot of fast food. You know, in part because. I don't, I have other options and I'm really fortunate. Um, there are much, there are things about fast food that, that bother me way more like that. Um, you know, if someone tells me that they had a double down and, or they had the, the black burger, uh, black bunt burger or whatever, um, there are a lot worse things about fast food. I like them. I'd like for them to also be aware of food deserts, but I can't really, can't really get all that. So this is the least of my worries as it comes to fast food. That's fair. I I am also I am aware that uh, uh, I make a, a habit of taking very aggressive stances on stuff like this. Yeah. So like, I, I I'm not expecting anyone to feel the same way about this that I do. 
Yeah, I'm I'm in a situation where I, I'll see the commercials and I'll like just I'll get an urge with the commercial, but I never actually act on it because in my household that would involve me just like going out of my way to get it for myself. Mm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna but like I see the commercial the ones that get me are the, the pizza ones, like this the new stuffed crust that has the pepperonis in it. I'm like that's not actually anything that that's that that's that's that spectacular. <laughs> I, I but like I, I see believe. the commercial and <laughs> See, I, I think, can't believe we didn't mention the pizza ones. I know. Are... I think mine, like my version of that, is that I'll see, I'll see the, you know, what, you know, the Popeyes equivalent of the Five Meat Mountain commercial, and it'll make me want to go to Popeyes, but it won't make me want to go to Popeyes for that thing. I have yeah. like one. I basically have one thing that I get at Popeyes, and if I'm going to Popeyes, I'm getting that nothing else. So like, it'll. I guess in a way that I, I'm, I'm telling on myself and, and admitting that it actually yeah. is kind of effective marketing. Right. Well, and I think that I, I would imagine that's how it is with a lot of these places. They're not, yeah. they don't care if you get the item. They just want you to go to their restaurant and if this, advertising some new item is what gets you to go there and get the McDouble. Then you know. sure. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we got any, any more points we want to hit? I think that, I will say to Kevin's point about the pizza, I think that a lot of this starts with, with pizza wars and stuff like stuffed crust, um, weird shaped pizzas. And of course, maybe the two progenitors of all this, the Hawaiian pizza, which has caused issues amongst our group on many occasion. Um, and then also the cheese torn pizza. families apart <laughs> and, 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 and younger members of families being like, why not get the cheeseburger pizza? Oh God, that's right. Cheeseburger pizza exists. Yeah, oh, it's got pickles on it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's it's the yellow cheese on the pizza that bothers me. That just you know, that feels wrong. Whoever invented the cheeseburger pizza should definitely have to apologize. But uh, they're not here, so we'll have to settle, Pierce, for you. Uh, what are you apologizing for today? Well, in the. <laughs> You know, the interest of stunt foods in, in Father's Day, I think I can actually bring bring these all together because <clears throat> I'm pretty sure this weekend is, is Father's Day. But um, I think back to um, a drink I have not had that much uh, for, for a variety of reasons is the Bloody Mary. Um, the Bloody Mary, as, as you well know, is a big part of Capital B Brunch, which is something that I am not the biggest fan of. Um, it is also something that has become very much a stunt food. It's it is a simple beverage um, at heart, but people will not just put, say, celery in it, but various meats. Actually, just a whole turkey if you have it handy, and and you just actually take the jar of pickles and just <clears throat> pour it right on top. I mean, it's a very it's a very fascinating thing how it's grown, but people really enjoy them. Um, one person that really enjoyed them is is my father, and we would go and and the thing is is it's not like it's not like growing up we would go to brunch because that wasn't a thing that really existed back then so i'm talking about at dinner my dad would get bloody marys only bloody marys for my entire life um and i i just i did not think that it was weird because that was like the only alcohol that i saw people drinking out amongst my family so I'm like, all right, people drink Bloody Marys <laughs> at night or or at lunch, whatever. It is only later as I've become an adult 
um, that that uh, I have realized that that is weird and people don't do that. And that is not a nighttime beverage. Um, also, that, that vodka is stupid and terrible. So why would you have a beverage that is vodka based? But um, so my apology is, is to myself, but also my family and my dad, because I never asked him why he drank Bloody Marys at night. Um, and I will never have that opportunity, but that is in some ways very, um, very funny and enjoyable for me to like have that mystery of all the mysteries you could have is to be like, why did this guy drink Bloody Marys at night? So um, I hope I hope everybody gets to have silly memories like that. And uh, if you think of a question, you should probably ask it because you never know, though sometimes you get an answer that is not as fun as not knowing. Damn, that took an emotionally poignant turn. Oh, it's. I also have, I also have, uh, you know, a, a sort of mythical family gathering relationship to the Bloody Mary. Uh, although it is not a, an everyday sort of deal, it's specifically centered around Thanksgiving, uh, when my uncle Greg, my godfather, uh, would make Bloody Marys, and I, I have now become, uh, in in his absence, the Bloody Mary bartender. Uh, it's generally it's first the first drink of the day on Thanksgiving. Um, well, that so. that makes that makes sense and is seasonally very nice. It is. It's very nice. Very spicy too. Lots lots of Tabasco down south. Uh, okay. Well, now that now that we've probed the emotional depths regarding tomato juice and vodka, um, we'll do a big idea from pop culture and. Uh, sort of topically appropriate uh this week the baltimore banner launched um it is a new nonprofit, uh you know media outlet started in the wake of the uh failed attempt uh for a, a, a guy named Stuart bainham to buy the baltimore sun uh out of a purchase by uh, notorious gross hedge fund Alden um, he decided if they're not going to sell it to me I will start a competing uh, a competing outlet and we'll also poach a bunch of their people uh, but we're not actually talking about the Baltimore banner uh, we are talking about a book uh, written by one of the highest profile defections from the sun to the Baltimore banner, uh, crime and courts reporter, Justin Fenton. That book is we own this city. Oh. Uh, you may well know that name more, uh, as the recently released HBO series. Uh, that would make sense to me, but because I am a journalism and reading dork, I decided to buy and read the book instead <laughs> Uh, and it's a gripping read. It is the chronicling of a corrupt police task force within the Baltimore Police Department uh, that ran rampant for many years, uh, harassing people, uh, stealing money from uh, suspects and, uh, you know, uh, stealing drugs from drug dealers as part of arrests and then selling those drugs for profit. Uh, and it has uh, resulted in several of the officers from 
that police force going to federal prison for a very long time. So uh, very, very good read. I'm going to watch the series soon and, and may have more to report after that, but uh, would highly recommend if you are uh, a fan of uh, intrigue and, and good reporting. Uh, we own this city by Justin Fenton. A plus. Um, okay. <clears throat> we'll close the show as we always do with a Rolling Stone rock trivia question. <sighs> All right. At one time, Lisa Left Eye Lopez of TLC lived with former NFL star Andre Risen. How did Left Eye start the fire that burned down their house? Did she A throw his sneakers in the bathtub and set them on fire B burn his bed while he was in it C blow up his car or D fall asleep on the couch while she was smoking I'll go B I'm gonna say D I think it's A it is indeed A she was mad that he was uh, physically abusive and cheating on her. And so uh, she set his sneakers on fire, burned the house down, and uh, she was sentenced to five years probation. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Or whatever, oh. you know. I believe that, I believe that, was, that home was, it might have been in Atlanta. But I think there's a decent chance of that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, All right. That is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com or subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. So, darling, sit down on the bed. And listen to the legend of the Amarillo Kid. Listen to the legend of the Amarillo Kid.